You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm Amy Lee, and this is the Dream Design Podcast. I am so excited for my guest today. She is a social media strategist. She's going to give us all the tips, tell us how she came from where she was to where she is. She's going to answer your questions. It's going to be so high vibe. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Katie Brinkley after this message. joining me. Do me a favor. If you're watching and you find this content relevant, go ahead and share it to your social media channels, uh, to your friends. Make sure that everybody gets to see this awesome content. We are so excited to be here. I think I have a peanut shell stuck in my throat from the boiled peanuts I had for breakfast. So if I'm coughing a lot, it's not COVID, it's peanuts. And that being said, I am so excited to bring my guest on here, you guys. She has so much to offer us in terms of what she does and and inspiration about where she came from. So if you guys are watching out there, do me a favor, go ahead and put in the comments where you're watching from and what you're excited to learn. And with that, welcome Katie Brinkley to the show. Hi, Katie. Hi, how's it going? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. It is so good to have somebody with your skill set and your energy on the show. And I know there are so many people in our audience who need this information, but not only the information, they need the inspiration. They need to know how does someone go from the regular old boring life to creating and designing your dream life and business. So I'm so excited to get into it. Let's start with where did you start? Like, what were you doing before? Yeah, so I started uh, back in the days of of MySpace with what I do now, but you know, that was a long time ago. And I don't think anybody thought that social media would be what it is today. Um, So I didn't, it it was just something I was doing on the side. I wanted to be the next, uh, well, here in Denver, there's someone named Susie Wargen. She's been around the radio industry for a while, but a a bigger name to kind of reference is Erin Andrews. I wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews, I wanted to work in sports. I wanted to be that reporter, that sideline reporter. And that's the job I got right out of college. I landed my dream job right out of college. I was the post-game reporter for the Rockies, the Avalanche, the Denver Broncos, the Nuggets. And I absolutely loved it. I, I never thought I would end up being a social media strategist with my own with my own company but you know life takes us down different different steps and excited to share the story with you all 
I am so excited. So how does one go from being a reporter and getting to speak to people like right outside the locker room, maybe even inside the locker room, if you did, then I'm super jealous. How do you go from that to being a social media strategist? Yeah, so I, like I said, I landed my dream job right out of college and I was in the locker room doing those those post-game interviews and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And that was one of the things where I didn't think I would leave, but then something called Sirius and XM Radio came out and everyone in the radio industry panicked. Um, people left for TV, some people got out of it entirely. Um, and you know, looking back, I wish I would have stuck with it longer. I really wish that I would have just wrote it out, written it out. Um, but I was like, oh, well, maybe that was a good time to see the writing on the wall and I should think of something, try and find a different path. So I'd been helping bands with their MySpace pages on the side. I've been doing some marketing. I had a degree in communications. So I moved into doing more marketing and it was something I absolutely loved to do. Um, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And so I got laid off from my dream job. Um, so I left one dream job. I found another one. I was doing the, I was a marketing manager for the Rockies uh, television station. So I was doing their media buy, script writing and social media had a great boss, great perks. And then, you know, there was a big merger that happened and my, my position was eliminated. They didn't know what I did. They just saw that I was a marketing manager. And so they wiped off um, all of all the marketing managers from across the from across the board. And mine was one of them. And I then found out the next week that I was pregnant with my second daughter. And I was like, well, now what? Um, so who's gonna wanna hire me? <laughs> and be like, all right, thanks for hiring me. I'm going to go on maternity leave for six months. So that's where starting my own business kind of evolved as something I never planned on doing. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. And isn't it so interesting too, like these back to the wall moments that we have, right? At the moment that they happen, we're like, OMFG, like, what am I going to do? And then we look back and we realize they are such pinnacle pieces of our story and what we become. And if there was a way that we could know that while they were happening, like someday this is just going to be, I remember I was going through some real rough stuff in a business that I was in before. And I remember looking back later and being like, I could do that again. And if you asked me during it, I would have been like, oh, heck no, this is no, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. But after the fact, and when you see how it shapes you and who you become, you're like, I couldn't possibly have been the me that I am if I hadn't gone through that. So it's interesting. We think that it's like, oh, of course this had to happen now, but it's more like, of course this had to happen now. Because that was why that that's why it happened in the greater design. So I, I love that. And I love the fact that you were like, you know what? I'm not gonna be somebody who's just gonna go, oh well, it didn't work out for me. I'm gonna create something for myself with what I know how to do. And I think that's so powerful. And you know, we just don't give people enough credit for that these days about the innovation to not just say, you know what. I'm just going to let the government take care of me and figure it out later, right? They won't let me die. I may not have the life that I want, but at least I won't die, right? And so I have such respect for people who take it to that level. So first of all, thank you so much for being so inspirational. But that being said, when you jumped into your own business, I know some of it was out of necessity, and so you couldn't totally choose everything. But I'd love to know, what were some of the things that you felt like were deal breakers for you? Meaning like, 
what did you feel like absolutely not going to have that in this business or this absolutely has to be in this business? So when I started, you know, I had a, she was two and a half at the time. I had a two and a half year old daughter. And then, like I said, I found out I was pregnant with baby number two, my, my second daughter. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to just take this time to spend time with, with, with Evelyn. That's my, my older daughter. I'm going to spend time with her. I'll just do some freelance stuff on the side, see what, what can happen. And I was doing the social media. So that's all that I decided to, because that's the stuff that I was most interested in and the most passionate about. And my boss, my previous boss um, said to me after we found out that I was being let go, she's like, you know what? I would just love it. If you could do just social media, you're so good at it. And I don't think she realized like what uh, effect that had on me going forward because that's, I was like, I do love social media. I am pretty good at it. You know, I've been doing it for a very long time. I've been doing a lot of other marketing in addition to social media, but man, wouldn't it be awesome if that was all I did? And so that's, I started out by being a Jill of all trades. I was helping different uh, businesses build their websites. I was writing blogs. I was doing PR stuff. I was also doing social media, but it wasn't until I took that giant step back and was like, yeah, you know, my boss, you know, my former boss said, why don't you just do social media? Why, why am I killing myself with all this other stuff? I'm most passionate about social media. That's what I should be doing. Um, I'm the boss now. So it wasn't until I started kind of niching down um, from all of the other online marketing that I really started getting happier and enjoying what I was doing because if I wanted to do all that other stuff, I could have gone and gotten a corporate job again. But um, once I was like, you know what, I just want to do social media, everything changed. And I'm, I'm so happy that I did. Yeah. And again, it's such a testament to that idea of the reticular activating system in the universe, right? Like when you know what it is that you want to do, the universe goes, oh, okay, well, let me show you all the opportunities you have to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you hone in on what you want, as opposed to trying to fit into what's available, that's yes. when the magic really starts to happen. So let's dig into that a little bit if you're okay with it. Um, tell me about social media strategy. And if you had to sum it up, I know there are so many facets of it, but if you had to sum it up in, in one you know, conversation, why do you feel social media presence is so important? Wow. If we didn't have a social media before 2020, um, you, you saw how important it was to have something, to have a presence out there so that you can continue having the conversation with people if something crazy happens. I mean, none of us expected to have the year that we just had. And having a social media presence where you can still connect with your audience and with different people in your community is essential. And so I think that if you have been kind of just posting irregularly or you don't really have a strategy around your social media, if 2020 didn't teach you anything, it's, it's, it's absolutely that you should start thinking about it now so that you can continue having those conversations with people after, you know, if, while you're closed um, or if things do have to go online for a while. So I think that with social media, it's, it's turned into that social proof that you are that legitimate business, that you are in the community, that you are who you say you are. And if it's, it's one of those, those extra steps that where some people say, I'm not on social media, but there's a lot of social media channels out there. So odds are somebody's on at least one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in today's day and age, because of social media, 
we have access to so many more, um, you know, outlets for what we want to purchase or what services we want to patronize. And so where, you know, back in the fifties and sixties or whatever, you know, if you wanted to buy, I don't know, I'm making this up candy, right. You had to go to the three places in town and that's it. There was no way to get outside of your state, but now you can buy candy from Madagascar if you want to, you know what I mean? Like you have access. And so because of that, it is so imperative that we are building relationships through our social media, because why do I want to buy from you? Right? Like now, if I have two businesses side by side and they make the same thing and they're priced about the same, but one of them says, you know, I've been wanting to make candy ever since I was a little girl when I met Willy Wonka. And one of them's like, yeah, you know, candy seemed like a good business to get into. So we did. Who are you going to buy from? Right? Exactly. And so I think that's really powerful too, is, is being able to tell that story. So what are a couple of tips you would give for people um, to make sure that they are checking the boxes on their social media. It doesn't have to necessarily be any particular platform, but like, what are some like high level things? The very first thing I would say is to be social on the platforms. Um, sorry, I saw that comment. That was really funny. Um, but, but be social on those platforms. Um, I think a lot of people, entrepreneurs, small businesses, brands, uh, influencers, they, they, when they're first starting out, they think, okay, well, I posted something. So uh, why is why aren't the sales just rolling on in? You said that Instagram's an incredible marketing tool, but no, no one's buying from me. And one of the biggest things is to actually be social on these platforms, going out and engaging with your, fo- with your followers, going out and engaging with the hashtags where your ideal client and customer are hanging out. That is what's going to really help you get more visibility and two, if you're posting content on there that uh, it, no one, if people are commenting and you're not responding, you're not saying thank you, thank you, or uh, re- re- just engaging with the comment that they left, they're going to realize that and say, yeah, well, why should I comment? They don't, no one's actually checking this. So it, it's, you want to make sure that you pick up the other end of the phone. If someone is spending the time and getting both thumbs going to actually comment on your Instagram post. Um, I think another big tip is to to have your your posts, regardless of the platform, set up strategically. So you always want to have these three things done. It, it, you always want to start with the hook. What what's going to draw them in? Why do they want to click see more? Then you want to have the description or the meat of the post. This is why this is what this photo is about. And then you always want to have a call to action. Whether it's um, comment below if you've ever. Uh, done XYZ or be sure to click the link in the bio to listen to this week's podcast, whatever. You always tell people what you want them to do. Always have that call to action. And I think that too, if the comment below stuff, I, I think is a great one because you can say tag your business bestie if, if this post resonates with you. Those are all great ways to, again, keep the conversation going in the comment thread and to get more eyes onto your posts. That's definitely one that I have to start using is tag somebody because I feel I feel sometimes like it's out of integrity, but it's so true, right? Like if you remind somebody, hey, this content might be meaningful to someone else, you know, show it to them. I think that really goes a long way and it's not self-serving. It seems like it is at first, but then you're like, wait a second, like I'm sharing this really important message that this other person might not see. So I, I love that tip. We already have a question. 
Okay. Um, Joe Ingram would like to know, can a service run ads for an account that has been banned from placing ads? So I'm assuming that you're talking about Facebook. And if that is the case, yeah. So with, with if you've been banned or kicked off of Facebook, um, what you'll need to do is create a new account and a new, um, so like if you were using like uh, katiebrinkley.com and then that one got, that one got banned. Well, I have another website, which is nextstepsocialcommunications.com, and I could create an entire another business account, but everything needs to go to that new website. So that's one of the, the ways that you can kind of do a workaround to run ads. Um, but it's if you've been banned, one of the biggest things I can recommend is to, one, make sure that you have your business account set up correctly. Man, Facebook has all my info, and I know that a lot of people are afraid of just even having, I don't want to say the, the name, but, you know, this this thing. Um, in, in there um, because they don't want people to listen to them. And so that's where, I mean, Facebook has everything. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I haven't been banned. They have my, my address. They know my tax ID number. They know my driver's license number. So they know I'm a real person. So when you set up your ad account, make sure that you set it up correctly. Give Facebook all the info. And I think that that will help you uh, ensure that you won't get your ad account shut down. Yeah, I think I remember in his case, it was that someone had made something and he shared their video of the thing that they made. He made something on Amazon. He made like a like a book and someone made a video for him and he tried to share that video that that person had made and somehow that got him banned. And I mean, it wasn't bad. There was nothing bad in it. There was nothing. Yeah. it. it yeah. Oh, he said that huh. book has all my info. They know more about <laughs> But it was so it was and it was like a one and done thing. There was nothing against community standards. There was nothing, you know, nothing about that. So we were all kind of like, I don't know, dude. We and there's no way, no recourse to reach out. So Yeah, that's I know. There the, I my my account got shut down for about 48 hours and I panicked because I like I had they'd given them all of my info and after like 48 hours, all of a sudden everything was back. There was nothing wrong, nothing had been, you know tagged as like inappropriate. So I was like, I don't know if this is just some weird glitch. I do think there's, there is, uh, I believe it's support.facebook.com and you can go in there and actually do a chat option um, with them to say like, Hey, I'm, I'm curious as to why my account was shut down. That's always helpful too. And if you spend a certain amount of ad dollars, you could become a Facebook preferred marketing partner. And when you have that, you have access to like an actual email and phone number of someone at Facebook. Yeah, I know as a power admin, I have access to my own, like in my group, if I have a problem, I have access to like get somebody and be like, hey, there's a glitch in my group. And I get someone within like three hours. So yeah, um, we'll work on getting you to be a power admin, Joe. You'll be good to go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, feel free to drop any other questions. And I, um, Robert just said, I've been verified. And just in case I commented in a positive way about a particular politician, because we all know who Facebook supports in the political race, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay. Even though, even though they're not into politics. Um, no, they're not into politics at all. They're not at all. But no, they're not at all. Um, okay, so what are some things that you feel like people should not have in their social media? Yeah, so I mean, I think that with... with social media, you don't want to just show up and be selling to people all the time. Um, show up and be authentic. Give people the keys to the back room. Show them the behind the scenes. Because if you just show up and are consistently trying to sell to somebody, you're going to end up being that annoying guy at the party that just talks about themselves. 
the entire time and um, nobody wants to be that person. So show up and give people this, the behind the scenes, the stuff that they typically wouldn't expect to see from their, their local restaurant or their local, their local business. Um, I think that that is one of the best ways to, to showcase a little bit of behind the brand. And I love the fact that when you have, uh, like if you're a realtor, you know, not just showing the for sale, not just showing the just listed, but showing them all the things that go into like being a realtor, like having to go out and take pictures, having to, you know, sit down with the potential clients and like showing them the entire journey. Like that's what people want to see. And that's what's going to help you become more relatable. And people are going to say, oh, well, they're going to feel like you're a friend and everyone wants to do business with a friend. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. So <laughs> let's talk about the coveted 10,000 and above, right? I feel like it's like a special club that everybody like opens the door and there's people waiting to like serve you when you get to that 10,000 mark. What are some tips you have just off the top? Like if someone like me was trying to hit 6,000, I don't know, hypothetically, what are some tips you have to jump your follower counts up quickly on social media? Yes, yeah, well, exactly, exactly, authentically. Um, so again, I am a... So there's a, a system that uh, Gary Vee has put together. I am a huge supporter of it and it works. It is called the $1.80 method. And with this, it's essentially you give 90 people your two cents every day. And with those 90 people, I'm going into the hashtags that my ideal client customer are using and I'm commenting on their posts, not, hey, come check out my page, come buy from me, but I'm actually commenting on the caption or the photo. And that makes a world of difference because then those people are like, who is this I am Katie Brinkley person that keeps popping in and giving me comments? Like, it's great because one, by me commenting, it's helped them in the algorithm and in the Instagram algorithm to get seen by more people. But two, now I'm showing up and supporting them. They'll hopefully come over to my page and give me a like or a follow back. That is a huge way to get the right followers onto your account. It's slower. I mean, I get 10 to 20 followers a day, but I mean, I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. So it's it's a huge help to, to get those authentic followers into your feed. The other way is Reels. Um, if you want to get more people to see your posts, it's to do Reels because you'll show up in the Explore. Um, not all of them need to be dancing and pointing. Um, they can be shorter. They can be just nine seconds long, but that will, will help you show up in the Explore feature. The biggest thing I have to say, if you're going to start doing reels, so is keep them on brand, keep them in line with your business. Because if someone follows you because you did a really funny, like cat reel, like a cat video reel, and then they come over to your page and they see a whole bunch of business posts, they're going to unfollow you right away. So make sure that you try and bring it back into your business and your brand. So that way you're getting, again, the right followers connecting with you. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the thing about the pointing because, you know, at first when the pointing started, I was like, this is so contrived and I hate contrived. I'm such a purist. And I was like, wait a minute, this is literally like a whiteboard that I can tell my message and all I have to do is treat it like a whiteboard. And when I did that, I was like, okay, this is definitely something that I need to utilize. And so now I point all the time, right? Because I'm like, I mean, I don't do it like but, you know, I, I, I go, like, I don't, I think some of them are a little bit too campy, but, you know, your mileage varies and, like, different people have different things. 
Yep. So, like I saw a really cute Rugrats one where somebody like pops up and then goes ba ba and then yes, goes, I saw that one too. Yes, yeah, that it's super cute, right? So like, there's so many different ways to engage on your reels in a way that's authentic to you and still utilizing the things that it has. Now, I haven't forayed into say TikTok yet because that just seems a little scary for me. I just feel like in in Instagram, I'm in like a tiny little pool. I feel like if I go over to TikTok, now it's like all the gates are down and the bulls are everywhere. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not ready for that. Um, and that's, you know, that's a whole nother social media platform too. Like I know when I got on Clubhouse, so many people were like, oh, that's just another thing. And I'm like, well, no, yeah. it's really not. It, it is, but there's no content to curate there, right? Like you're just getting on and chatting. Um, well, Amy, you have to think about it too. You have a podcast and I have a podcast. So we're used to just getting up and talking to people. But for some people, this is a completely new concept to them to just, wait, so I raise my hand and talk to strangers. So, um, yeah. but I think I, I'm a huge, huge lover of, of Clubhouse and the opportunities and the doors that it has opened. But yeah, sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but yeah. No, not at all. And look at Joe, he's so funny. So if you don't know, Joe, Joe Ingram is my mentor. He's also one of my business partners. And he says, TikTok is an app. Why are you afraid of an app? They can be deleted. <laughs> They're scary, Joe, okay? They're my nightmares. <laughs> and Robert says, I have a YouTube video unboxing a tiger rice cooker. It's 45 seconds with 14,000 views. I love that. I love that. And you know what, Robert, if you sell tiger rice cookers, that is right on brand. So good for you. Um, <laughs> So awesome. Okay. So if you guys have any questions and you want to start asking those to Katie, feel free to put them in the comments. Um, I will wait for this lovely delay that we have going on here on Facebook. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to ask you specifically about social media. Oh, on the dollar 80 strategy, um, two things. One, what kind of things do you post on people's things? Like, cause I think a lot of times people are like, what do I even say? Um, and then secondly, how long does that take a day? So there's two ways to do it. Um, there is a Chrome extension through $1.80 um, that you can use, and you can actually do it straight from your computer. I will send you a link because um, I can see you're intrigued. And it's it, it automatically will help you. It saves your posts or your comments, and then you can just click. So if there's stuff that is in alignment, you're not having to retype and recreate the wheel each time. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I will send you a link, Amy, and uh, I think that it, you'll be wowed by it. That has helped a lot. The biggest thing I can recommend, though, if when you do use this Chrome extension is that you take it slow. Don't go all in with the 90 comments the very first day. Kind of work your way up to it. Start with 20, then move up to 30, because otherwise Instagram will think that you're a bot. Um, but w using this extension, I don't know, it takes me maybe 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I used it when, when I was actively doing it. I haven't been doing it much lately. I've been focusing more on reels and stuff. When I was doing it, I would do it when I was in the ladies' room or mm -hmm. when I was watching a stupid show that I wasn't interested in with my kids so I could be with my kids, but they could watch, you know, their silly cartoon show. Um, but I haven't really um, done it much lately, so I do need to get back into that. I, you know, and I think that that's one of the things is staying consistent with that. Um, it's, it really, ha I've, since I started doing it, I've done it every single day, except for when I've gone on like vacation and I don't have cell service, but I've done it every single day and it really has made a difference of getting 
new followers and, and the right followers um, aware of me and, and showing up into their feed. And it's presented business opportunities too. So, I mean, like I do group coaching for social media and I had someone who had been following me on who I started by commenting on their posts and then they started following me, started engaging with me and <laughs> it's a joke. Um, and I, you know, that's, it presented an opportunity for me to, to then become their, their coach and, and teach them different strategies on social media. And it all started with a dollar 80 comment. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah. I have, um, I responded to one, um, influencer post, right. And got like a pair of sunglasses into the tag. And now I have 26 people in my DMS asking me to come be an ambassador for them. And I'm like, I do not have time for this. <laughs> so I doubt it. And, and before you all get jealous, you guys, they're all companies that are overseas that are like, Hey, shipping and get all this junk that you don't want. And <laughs> like, no, I'm good. Um, but just be mindful of the fact guys, when you start doing this, you do open a can of worms, right? Like you, when you put yourself out there, you put yourself out there. So just be mindful of that um, because you can't climb back in that box once you jump out of it. Yep. I, I know. Yep, <laughs> I exactly. The radars right now. Joe says, I have a humorous car humor video. I would be worried if it wasn't a humorous humor video. I have seen ones that are not humorous that are humor, um, but yours usually are with 49,000 views. Wow. Yeah. My, I think my highest reels is like 3,700, um, which for me feels pretty good. I'd love to get one of those viral ones, but I wouldn't even begin to know. I don't think in my niche, I'm, I'm really, you know, a viral dream design coach doesn't really see a <laughs> viral topic. I don't think. Well, and you never know. I mean, like there's a lot of um, different uh, reels that go viral. And I'm like, why, why did this one go viral? But it's a lot of it has to do with the audio. And if the audio is then shared, how many people are then trying to replicate it? That's kind of where the momentum will go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, again, with the time thing, I don't have time to figure out which audio I'll, I'll listen to some, you know, when I'm doing my engaging and stuff and I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to save that. But I don't, I don't go look at that list and listen and be like, Hmm, I wonder, or watch 55 of the same one over and over again. Cause that would just drive me crazy. <laughs> I did try to do a TikTok video dance once, not on a video, just in general. And I was very proud of myself that I remembered that many coordinated moves in a, in a row. Um, but yeah, not, mm. I, I danced kind of on a reels the other day and I was like, why did I do, why did I do that? <laughs> it's amazing how much it makes you step out of your comfort zone though, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's what they want. And again, going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, like when it comes to social media, people want to see the real you. Why do I buy from you instead of, you know, Walmart? What exactly. makes stand out? What are you going to do differently? What are you going to do to bring that personality to, um, to, to the product and to the service? Hold on. Joe has something else to say. <laughs> Katie has awesome hair. I'm wearing mine the same way today. Twinsies. Aww. Yeah, she does have pretty awesome hair. So if you don't know Joe Ingram, he is the sales genius. He wrote the book. Um, well, he wrote lots of books, but he wrote the book, um, the art of communication. And it's really amazing. He actually signed me a copy. So if you guys don't have that, you should definitely check it out. But he, um, he works mostly in the, um, the sales for business development centers for, uh, car dealerships. So that's why he keeps bringing up the cars. Just so, just so everyone out there in podcast land knows what the heck's going on here. 
but he's amazing. You should definitely connect with him and maybe help him fix his Facebook account. I don't know. <laughs> um, any other questions we have for Miss Katie? So while you guys are thinking of those, I want to remind everybody that Katie will be in the group um, all day today in what we call the after party. Um, and Dream Building Entrepreneurs, you can check that group out at facebook.com slash group slash unstoppable dreaming. So if you have any questions you want to ask, like say you already have a social media manager and you don't want them to know that they get fired, you might want to go in my group and have a conversation with Katie offline so nobody can see you asking those questions. That's why we do this. So definitely join the group if you're not in it already. Of course, you guys are all welcome to be there. And Katie, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Yep. Sheena says really great info. Thank you. And Joe wants to know if you were a pirate, what would your pirate name be? I don't know. I, I've never even thought about pirate names before. Um, <laughs> you, but you are now, aren't you? I know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I have no idea. Oh, I like what I like what Sheila says. I'd be Captain So Media. Oh, I like that. Uh, that I'll take it. Okay. And, and I like that I'm a captain, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm not a wench. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. When I, when I used to work in uh, Disney World, I worked on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And one of the, like, taboo things that we used to do was go inside the ride and, like, get into the things. And so I have some pictures of me, like, with, you know, the women that were all, like, roped together and I'm, like, behind them, which, you know, at the time it was cute. Now it's like, oh, that was human trafficking. Go figure. Yeah. But at the, time, at the time, though, it was just, you know, it was part of history or whatever. So, you know, I have this picture of me, like, holding on to one of the girls. Like, I was one of the wenches and that made me think. So, anyway, no wenches here. Awesome. Oh, Sheila says zero wench. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, you guys, that will do it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much, Katie, for being here. But before we let you go, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Um, we can connect online. Guess what? I'm on social media. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, you, yep, right there. I am Katie Brinkley on Instagram. That is the best spot to connect with me. And um, yeah, I check my DMs all the time and would love to, to hear from you over there. I love that. Yes, Robert, there was giggling doing that. Lots of giggling. Maybe even some underage drinking. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, use your imagination. There could have been. It might have been. Not in Disney. No, never, 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 never. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. It has been a pleasure, guys. Get in touch with her. Get into her programs. And she doesn't have anything going on right now, but she's going to. Um, and she does do group coaching, especially you MLM people out there. You really need help with your social media. And all right, guys, have a wonderful day. Katie, thank you so much for being here. That will do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until I see you next week with another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oh.